You're listening to Linked AM. Tell your story on Linked Live and get noticed. You're listening to Carl Wolfenden on the Business Class Show and is not always affiliated with the guests and the topics discussed. Any financial statements are the opinions of the individual and you should seek professional advice before making any decisions. Upgrade your listening to Business Class, the show that puts you in the big leather comfy seats. So sit back and enjoy our take on the trending business issues of the week. Howdy, folks. Here he is, the Texas Brit, the guy with the stiff upper lip, filling his 10-gallon hat and his cowboy boots, Carl Wolfenden. Good morning, good morning. Yes, this is Carl, and uh, we're back on uh, Linked AM uh, on Business Clash News. And, uh, you know, you know it, it's, it's amazing, isn't it, that um, when, you, when you look at the uh, – look at history – and um, look at the, the, the stories that you, you read uh, in the newspapers. And, and, of course, we've got our technology section, and we've just launched our healthcare section. And we, we've got all these stories that we, uh, we, we, we publish every single day. And, um, you know, I, 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 something struck me uh, that was pretty, really pretty sort of amazing, that um, we're coming up to... Uh, the 115th year of when the Wright brothers actually uh, made their first flight. Yes, that, uh, December the 17th, um, 1903, um, the Wright brothers took off and left this earth and, and flew a short distance. And then I, I, I thought, well, let, let, me, let me just look at when did we leave the earth and actually put somebody on the moon. And, and, and guess what? That was only 60 years later. 60 years later that we went from just hopping off the earth and then actually landing on the moon. And, um, and so we're coming up to, the, 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 I think, the 50th anniversary of the Apollo uh, program. Uh, and I was doing some research, and a friend of mine, Michael Gordon, uh, of course, is uh, the, the, the president of an of a organization called Back to Space. And they've got an amazing program. And, and Michael, I, I know you've joined me this morning, and I appreciate you, you you're getting up this early and, uh, and, and taking time out of your, uh, your, your busy day. But uh, I appreciate you joining me. Good morning, Carl. Yeah, it's um, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so I was I was just uh, outlining, you know, that 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 sort of leap from you know 1903 of the first flight with the Wright brothers, um, and then landing on the moon, you know, 60 years later in uh, in 1969. So so innovation. I mean, that my, my I think my point was, you know, that innovation and technology advancement is exponentially you know increasing and you know we have to keep up with this and and technologies are always evolving isn't it yeah so um it, we love the term exponential in fact what we're working on is what we call exponential stem which i'm sure we'll get into but i want to uh, give you another little uh, tidbit that um will just give you chills and that is as you think about the Wright brothers and the history of aviation, everybody knows the name Charles Lindbergh. And, um, and so here's the great little fact. Lindbergh came to visit 
the Apollo 11 crew the night before they left for the moon. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, yeah, you tie those two pieces of history together. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing to think of. Well, if you think of, I mean, in a lifetime, in somebody's lifetime, they could have seen the Wright brothers leave the Earth, and then also, you know, as you, as you say, so so it's a short span of time that we've we've evolved uh, from from that. There's a really great story about the final Apollo mission, um, which was Apollo 17. Um, a black man who had been captured as a slave in the 1800s lived until the Apollo 17 launch and was invited to the launch. So think about that one. Um, wow. You know, coming coming from, uh, you know, w- what we have to think of as a really tough time in American history to one of the glorious moments in, in uh, American history that he got to share. Oh, that's, that, that is amazing. I mean, you know, it's it, it, one of the things that I think the Apollo missions and and I think they, they had a quite a significant sort of impact on on, on the, the the way that America actually a, approached, you know, going up into space and then developing technology going forward, didn't they? I mean, what is the significance of, of the Apollo missions? Well, I, in my opinion, uh, if you look at U.S. history, the two most significant events in U.S. history are, number one, the, the founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, and number two, the Apollo program. And, and if you look at the Apollo program in the scope of the accomplishments of humankind for our entire history, it's got to be in the top five. And so, and, and we think this is pretty amazing because people have forgotten this event, you know, look at the history of, of humankind and think of all the famous names like uh, Khan and Caesar and Napoleon and um, Rembrandt um, and the Apollo guys are still alive. This is, it, you know, we still have these world treasures amongst us right now that we can meet and talk to. Well, I mean, you've got some amazing sort of, um, you know, members on your team. I mean, I'm, I'm on your website now, backtospace.com, uh, and I clicked on the team. And, and the first thing I see, of course, on the left-hand side, you've got the management team. And, of course, Danielle Dallas-Rusa, um, which uh, I'd love to learn more about her, her involvement. And she, she was a founder of this, this mission, wasn't she? Um, but, uh, but on the right-hand side, as, let's keep it on with the, the astronauts, we've got Buzz Aldrin, Walter Cunningham, Charlie Duke, uh, and Colonel Alfred Merrill Warden. I mean, my goodness, you couldn't get better, you know, parts of your team here. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. I mean, you think about it. Okay, so Cunningham, uh, first Apollo mission, probably the most successful mission of a new um, uh, rocket system ever. And um, if you look up Al Worden in, in Guinness Book of World Records, it calls him the loneliest man. When he was orbiting the moon, his crew members were down on the surface of the moon, and he got out for an EVA. In other words, he got outside of his spaceship on the backside of the moon. Think about that. How many people in the history of humankind have ever been in a position where they were outside their spaceship, couldn't see the Earth, couldn't communicate with Earth, nothing, just that man all by himself. So so Guinness called him the loneliest man in the history of mankind. <laughs> yeah. And of course, and, and Al is one of the nicest um, 
uh, smartest, most gentlemanly guys you know. So um, uh, nothing against him. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, it, it, it's just amazing. I mean, sometimes I think I wish I could be, you know, on the other side of the moon <laughs> and not be contacted, I tell you. But, but, uh, but no, that must have been an amazing feeling. I mean, so, so well, before we jump into the, the you know, the, the foundation, but what, tell us more about Back to Space. Well, we, we have two primary goals. One is, as I said just a minute ago, a lot of people have forgotten who these national and international treasure Apollo astronauts are. And so we want to remind the United States and the world who these guys are. Uh, and, and again, they're all very amazing. But the other thing that we want to do is we want to turn around a very disturbing downtrend in STEM education in the United States. And uh, so we think that access to the Apollo astronauts and a really great TV show by the dream team in Hollywood that we're putting together right now um, will inspire young kids to say, wow, that kid looks like me. That kid is like me. I can do this. So, so I've done a lot of uh, coverage on STEM stuff because I love STEM. I mean, I, I've got kids of my own, of course, and, and they're going through the educational system at the moment. But what, what are the trends of, of STEM at the moment? I mean, the, there's, and I think you've got a different viewpoint, haven't you, on, on where, where STEM needs to go? 25 years ago, the United States led the world in terms of production of scientists and engineers. And we still do a pretty good job. But if you go into the average engineering school right now, the majority of the kids that are going through those programs were not raised and will not end up living in the United States. So if you if you look at just the raw data today, China is producing nine times the number of engineers of the United States. Wow. And um, they do not. We, we all know they're big, They have a larger population than us, but not nine times. And India, six times. And Russia, that has less than half of our population, um, has just passed us. So um, we're doing something wrong right now because we used to lead the world and now we're not anymore. And I think the solution to this problem uh, revolves a little bit about around pop culture. You know, one of my, my favorite ways of saying this is um, there's a very popular movie called Apollo 13. And during the movie... Um, everybody's saying, well, why isn't anybody interested in seeing this rocket ship go to the moon? And um, somebody says, well, NASA has made going to the moon about as interesting as a Sunday drive to Cleveland. So <laughs> no offense to the people out in Cleveland out there. But, um, uh, you know, I think the, the point uh, is, is well made. You know, we're not making STEM fascinating as it should be. So you, you said at the beginning of, uh, of our conversation there about uh, the word exponential. I used it in my intro, and then you went, well, actually, exponential STEM is where you want to go. What, what, what is exponential STEM? Okay. We are one-ninth the engineers of, of China production every year. And so how do we turn that around? We can't turn it around one or two STEM kids at a time. We've got to find STEM kids that can virally impact um, everybody they know. 
And so, you know, we in the winter, we think of viruses as really bad things. Um, uh, but, you know, the production where one creates two and two creates four and four creates 16, you know, that's the kind of growth that we need to see to turn this trend around. And that's what we're focused on. And we think we can accomplish it by telling a high school, guess what? Somebody from your school has been selected for a very elite program called Back to Space Group One Ambassadors. And, and that kid is going to get to interact with the men who went to the moon. And that kid is going to be part of a national TV program uh, that um, is going to show the true excitement and adventure of space. Well, let's just back up a bit. Well, this, this, this is amazing. Okay, so I've just heard a bunch of things there. Uh, but one so, so in terms of um, getting the word out, I, I completely agree. We talk about this on the show a lot in terms of word of mouth. Um, it's about making things really relevant. And if you get the like-minded people um, talking about something, then there's a book called Tribes by Seth Godwin. Uh, and I love that book. And I think I should get royalties because I publicize it. And so I talk about it all the time. But it's all about, you know, tribes and how, you know, like-minded people group together. You need a leader who is, you know, looked upon as, as, as moving that through the, uh, through the process of whatever the subject is. But they, 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 they start to grow organically. And I think if you get something like this, and this is what this is by the sounds of it, you get that organic interest and it's relevant to these kids. They'll enjoy it. They, they find it exciting. And, you know, you can use, you know, that everyone's on their social media, Snapchat, Facebook, you know, Twitter, whatever. But if you can use that as a, as a, as a channel to really, you know, um, grow that, that message, which you are, because uh, these kids that are really interested in it, they'll get involved and they'll talk about it. And if they talk about it, other kids will get involved as well. So that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Um, so, so let's, let's look at you know, what that, that community looks like of the people you're trying to get to. What does a, a student, you call them ambassadors, don't you? What, what, is, what, what, what are they and, and, and how do they get selected, etc.? Okay, so on August 1st, we use social media uh, to reach out to kids across America. And um, we told them a little bit about what we're doing. And um, you've been on our website, so you see there's a few videos. And um, so kids started uh, looking. They liked the general idea of Back to Space. We asked them to submit a bio and and we told them we wanted kids that were very diverse, um, that did a lot of different things. Um, and they also had to write an essay or do a YouTube video. Uh, so uh, over the course of August 1st through September 14th, we received applications from some of the most amazing kids in the country you know i would put those kids up against a freshman class at mit any day in fact it's a little bit more elite and again nothing against mit because it's one of the great institutions of this country but we only picked 25 and um and selecting those 25 was very very difficult because we had some amazing um some amazing kids who were both bright and STEM-oriented, 
but we needed remember that trip to Cleveland, that Sunday drive to Cleveland. We needed kids that could communicate also that were leaders and, um, you know, that could help spawn this viral growth that we're talking about. So um, uh, scoring began on September 5th, uh, 14th. And um, as we went through the ne- next two weeks, we selected those 25 kids. And um, and now they are what we call the group one student ambassadors for back to space. And so is, is, is high schools and, and, and schools around the country getting involved um, as, as an extension of this? Uh, how, how is that working? Is there the local events, et cetera? Well, um, I am about to send a note to the uh, high school principals for all the kids that have been selected and let them know just how elite um, this class is. And, you know, I liken it to if a high school wins a national championship in baseball or football or soccer or one of the sports, everybody in the school knows about it. Um, and and by golly, I'll, I will tell you that getting a, a national championship is a great thing. But how is it compared to the first guys that went to the moon? So now we have a kid who's going to come to Dallas and and work with the Apollo astronauts. Um, you know, we tested this last year. Uh, I, I love this story. One of our kids um, who kind of didn't completely get it. We got one of the Apollo guys to sign an autograph for one of the teachers in the school. And we told the kid, bring this uh, signed picture to your science teacher, get one of your friends to film it. And the greatest thing happened. So the, the young test student ambassador hands the autograph picture to the teacher and she falls on the floor crying really she cannot believe she's been given so she got it you know she's one of the people that really understands just how significant this is oh for for definite and and then the what i really like about this is you know you 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 have this uh, you call it critical mission you know, to, to go out there and really educate, you know, the youth of today uh, with this. But it's it's a great sort of subject that you, you've you've created. Uh, and of course, t- tell us more about Danielle and and, and, and you know she, her background, because of course, um, you know, she's the granddaughter of Apollo 14 astronaut Stuart Russo. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And and so in in the last com- couple of years, I've come to learn just how great a connection the, these Apollo astronauts and their families are, are very well connected. So the, one of the interesting tidbits about Danielle is her grandfather, Stuart Rusa, um, is, is pretty well known. But on the other side, her grandfather from her mom's side of the family was one of the engineers that was working at Apollo. Uh, so, you know, they all lived in the same neighborhood and, you know, um, uh, Jack Rusa, Danielle's, uh, father and Nanon Rusa, uh, her mother met, you know, riding their little bicycles around the neighborhood and, and they ended up getting married. So, um, you know, Danielle has got Apollo, um, all the way through in her, uh, in her gene pool. But so she came up with this idea a few years ago and she reached out to a friend of mine who many of us in Dallas know, uh, Jim Keyes. So Jim was the um, uh, CEO of 
Seven Eleven during the turnaround years in the '90s, and and um, is a Renaissance man, and and a lot of great things. And Jim called me and said, "Hey, you know, I'm working with Danielle on this deal, and and it's a startup. And Michael, you're a startup guy. Would you help me?" So that's how we got to where we are today. But um, you know, if you go on the website, most of the videos are kind of hosted by Danielle, and she's a remarkable young lady. Um, who has a has a great future and and is is helping to create this exponential STEM movement that we're that we're uh, spawning here at Back to Space. So so that that's brilliant. And you've got you've got an event coming up, haven't you? You've got a gala um, that's uh, scheduled in in a few weeks, isn't it? The October the nineteenth. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Um, so the fiftieth anniversary of Apollo Seven is this month. And here's a couple of tidbits about Apollo 7. So it was the first manned launch of Apollo mission. Those who know their Apollo history will um, remember that Apollo 1 burned up during testing and all three of the astronauts were killed. Um, the, the men who flew Apollo 7 were the backup crew for that Apollo 1 mission. Um, because of the fire, things changed around quite a bit and um there really wasn't an apollo 2 uh lots of redesign was done and there were some test flights and the seven seven was the first one that flew but seven was such a, a successful mission that nasa made a very radical decision and that is let's send eight to the moon that's how good apollo 7 um, mission executed Wow, you know most most people say, okay, who was the who who were the first men who went to the moon? Neil, Buzz, and Mike, right? But that's actually wrong. It was it was um, Borman, Borman, Anders, and Lovell uh, who went to the moon Christmas, nineteen sixty eight in Apollo eight. Now they didn't land, but they went to the moon and circled, and so they were the first um, men to put their eyeballs on the backside of the moon. And so we are coming up on the 50th anniversary of Apollo 7. And so we're going to celebrate that. The Apollo 7 command module is in Dallas. I did not know. I did not know that. I did not know. Yeah. (laughs) Frontiers of Flight Museum, um, just on the east side, southeast corner of Love Field in Dallas. And um, there is only one member of that crew who's still living and that is walter cunningham and walt is one of our astronauts and so we will be celebrating the 50th anniversary of apollo 7 at the same time we're introducing our group one student ambassador so it's pretty exciting and then that's on october 19th that's fantastic that's fantastic now now um i'm gonna put um of course all the details on on business class news and uh, uh i want to I heard you say earlier in the conversation about um, a TV show. Um, well, I, I suppose that's part of because again, I, I watch I watch a lot of science programs. I, I'm, I love I love all that. I just absorb it. Instead of watching you know sports, I like to watch science in the morning. It gets me you know generated and regenerated uh, for the day ahead. But you, you've got a TV show coming up, haven't you? That you're going to be doing. We do, Carl. And and by the way, I love you for. Um for that, you know, keep doing that and keep saying it. Um, so, 
for uh, from the first day I came into this thing, we were talking about the TV show. And, you know, Hollywood is a is an area that I really don't know how to navigate. But I knew one thing as an entrepreneur, if you want to build something successful, you always try and find the best team possible. And uh, so being in a very similar situation to you, when I look back at Hollywood and think about space, I always come back to Ron Howard and Tom Hanks. Yes. Because the because the best programs ever made um, in in the Apollo genre were done by those two men. Yep. And so the question from the very beginning was, how do I get to these guys? And I pulled every string and used every note that I could to try and find my pathway there. And now I've now I have it. You really so there's a yeah, the 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 executive producer who did all of the tech technical production and worked directly on on from Earth to the Moon, which is one of the great um, 12 part miniseries on Apollo program. And uh, Apollo 13 and Magnificent Desolation is a man by the name of Christopher Cohen. And a week and a half ago, I signed a contract with Christopher to be the producer uh, on on our Back to Space program. Fabulous. And in, in addition to that, um, probably one of the best known um, Seven-time Emmy Award winners is a gentleman by the name of Hema Washington, and uh, Hema uh, has uh, is the current uh, president of the Television Academy. So anybody who watched the Emmys a couple of weeks ago probably saw Hema because he that's one of his events. But but Hema is also known for creating a TV show called The Amazing Race, um, which is um, uh, the number one ranked TV show of its kind. And so Hema is, is an advising producer for us right now. But I suspect as we get into 2019, um, he's going to he's gonna love what he sees and, and will join us full time. That's fabulous. Well, I tell you what, I think this has been a fascinating conversation, uh, Michael. I, I do appreciate you coming on as a spending the time because this is a passion of mine. Innovation, STEM, now, and now I've got to put exponential STEM, but I'm always going to credit you for that um, in front of it. And, you know, if you think about what we just talked about, you know, you've taken a, a, a sort of a mission, you call it mission critical, you, you've made it a reality. You've got these these ambassadors, which are the youth of our, the future of our youth, and the future of our, you know, innovation. I would say, uh, and putting us back on track. So I take my hat off to you, Michael. I appreciate you and the team um, for for doing this. And um, thanks thanks for joining me. Well, thank you, Carl. It's it's been great, and I appreciate you being um, one of the many evangelists. Well, keep I mean, this thing growing. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, what, what I'm going to do, as I said, Michael, I'm going to put you know the story, an article on Business Class News. Of course, this uh, this conversation will be out there as well. But if anybody wants to get to know more about Back to Space, about this exponential uh, um, uh, STEM program that Michael and his team are putting together, why don't you you, you contact me? Uh, Carl at businessclassnews.com uh, and you know uh, let's let's collaborate let's let's talk about how we can you know help uh, Michael and his team and um, I know uh, Michael you you you'd, you'd accept help and uh, any sort of involvement from people that are really passionate I mean we're looking for passionate people aren't we yes absolutely 
Well, thanks a lot, Michael, again. And uh, thank, we're going to be um, talking about uh, health care in uh, the next uh, segment that we'll be doing. And, um, you know, talking about our new section, um, you know, Business Class News Healthcare. So thanks for joining me this morning, everybody. And uh, I look forward to uh, receiving your questions and also receiving some uh, inquiries about Back to Space. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Tell your story on Linked Live and get noticed. You're listening to Carl Wolfenden on the Business Class Show and is not always affiliated with the guests and the topics discussed. Any financial statements are the opinions of the individual and you should seek professional advice before making any decisions. Upgrade your listening to Business Class the show that puts you in the big leather comfy seats. So sit back and enjoy our take on the trending business issues of the week.